when stuff happens to you, Callie, like, like what you're dealing with at the pharmacy, do you think it's just a bad business or do you think you just have a really unfortunate string of luck at that business? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I've been with my pharmacy for years, years, but and not, not that location. Yeah. Oh, it has been. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I actually, when we lived further away, I used to actually come in town to go to that location cause it's just where my stuff is and I feel comfortable with it and whatever. And the past three times they have, well, first of all, they, um, call me like obsessively as of recently, which I don't like. And the past three times I've gone at a certain time, cause I've done the online refill thing and they say, okay, pick it up anytime after this time. And then I go and it's not ready sometimes by hours. And I just am wondering like, maybe is there new pharmacy management or am I just having bad luck? Do I need to switch? I feel like a pharmacy is something that can't afford to be disorganized because <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's like trust with your pharmacist is like the numero uno most important thing, you know, and it's like if they're disorganized about other stuff, it's like eating at a dirty restaurant. I might when, when stuff like that happens, I cannot assume because I'm dealing with something very similar, but it's not it doesn't have to deal with health and drugs or anything. It has to. It's just super superficial. It's trying to exchange something and I haven't been able to get the new item sent to me mm -hmm. for months now. And I'm convinced that in the computer system, it says Jack with this guy. Yeah. Like that's the first line because I must've said something rude or something. Cause I can't imagine they run their entire business that way. Cause they would go out of business. You would think, I, I don't know. I it's, but to me though, a pharmacy is different because it's the same thing as a restaurant. Like if you're eating at a restaurant and the front of house is dirty, you, it's probably a fair guess that the back of house is disgusting. So if someone is making mistakes with stuff at the pharmacy all the time, like, uh -huh. should I be worried about how disorganized the actual yeah. pill filling is going? I don't know. I would check your pills. I would Google the little numbers on your pills <laughs> just to make sure. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the sun that is actually shining at the moment we are recording this episode. I feel angels singing alleluia. <laughs> My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for our washer and dryer. I had, we were talking about something the other, oh yeah, we were talking about the meetup that we did in Nashville. And I was saying on the show, um, I think it's three episodes ago that, no, yesterday, one episode ago that I felt like I didn't really deserve, um, you know, people giving me compliments about the show or coming to meet us and, and stuff like that. And I got a message on Instagram from someone that says, I think you might be experiencing imposter syndrome. I Here's what's weird about imposter syndrome to me. I can't believe that there are people on this planet who don't have it. That's what I was, I was going to say. So as I was doing research about it, it's very, very common in women and minorities and 
you are neither of those. No. But um, I think you struggle with this too. I, but To me, I struggle with it so much that I can't imagine there are people who don't struggle with it. And I can't either. It must be so nice. I know you've read about it a lot. So te- correct. No offense if you have to correct me for screwing up this definition. But basically, it is not feeling entitled to a position or a place that you rightfully have earned or deserve. Yeah. So basically it's a belief that you're inadequate, you're a failure or you're a fraud, even though you have proven success. So if you have a job like, and, uh, you worked your way up and now you're a manager, maybe a regional manager, maybe like a vice president or something, you almost are going through life going, gosh, I am so lucky that they haven't figured out I'm not qualified to do this yet. Well, you because once they figure it out, then I'll be out of here. But until then, I guess this is okay. And a lot of times you do what me and Chef do, um, which is, oh, we'll just do that for free. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to help someone out. I'll do it yes. for free. Or I don't need to charge someone for that. But the reality is you have 25 years of radio experience. You should be charging people to do podcast consulting, you know, and it's um it's just like, it's skewing your past accomplishments. It's not taking credit for what you've earned. And I just can't imagine a world. I have done a lot of work on my self-confidence in the past decade. And I still just can't imagine being like, oh yeah, I deserve this praise. Praise me more. I think there it's, to me, it's just so odd to, the thought of just being able to sit comfortably in any position, knowing that, and I will tell you, I actually am starting to feel that way about the podcasting stuff because you brought this up a couple of weeks ago. I think the meeting that we had with the guy who owns our ad agency, where he was like, that's a great idea. You should, do, that is great. I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to tell another show about that. Blah filled me back up so quickly that I, that for the first time in my life, I'm like, I'm good at this and I deserve to be where I am. But even till my last days in radio, I was always like, it, I remember one time saying to my therapist, I feel like radio is just a job that I am going to have until I leave here and go manage like a bank branch. You know what I mean? And I don't know why it was always a bank branch or a bank teller, but I felt like Like you felt like you were living someone else's radio career when really you've never felt like you belonged there. You feel like, oh, I should have a nine to five corporate job or I just lucked out to be in radio. And I just like I got lucky with something I like to do. But, you know, I should be working as, you know, someone sitting a nine to five corporate job because there's no reason that I should be here. And someone else shouldn't. Why do you, do you think you feeling it is new? Like, why do you think this struck a nerve with you now? Is it because of, of the podcast stuff? And have you felt it before? Cause I did a quick Google search and it is a huge issue for women and women entrepreneurs, especially. Yeah. Um, I think it is mainly because I have spent a majority of my life uh, behind the scenes and not in the spotlight really on purpose. And um, we have gotten, you know, press and I've 
we've been in a couple magazines and that is all very new to me. Even the idea that someone would want to come meet up to me. I mean, someone sent me a picture of me on stage at your comedy show. Uh, that's cool. Um, no, but here's the picture. And it's so funny because I love when upsiders kind of call me out on stuff, not in a mean way, but just say, Hey, you need to own this. Like, because that's something I would tell them to do. You know, I would say it all the time on my Instagram. You need to own this. You need to own your success. You need to be confident. You deserve to be there. Was I would the, tell anybody that. Was the picture like you trying to sneak back into the shadows or something? It was a picture of all of the comedians that that were on the show that night, yep. including you. Yep. And I had come up to like give you a hug and you had asked me to join you on stage. And then I physically backed up away from the spotlight. So everyone was in the spotlight and I was in the dark. Yeah. See, I think that, I think that is 1000% imposter syndrome, but is this, my question is, have you felt it before? Cause at a very young age, you are responsible for touring rock bands that, you know, where, where their tours generated millions of dollars a year. Like you had a ton of responsibilities there. Did you ever feel you didn't deserve that? I felt like I was just getting lucky. I felt like I, I walked into the right place at the right time. And, um, you know, I, I did work hard, but I never have seen myself. Work has never felt hard to me. Like I have the definition of hard in my head. You know what I mean? Like I'm not in medical school. I'm not saving lives. My job isn't Right. You're not a firefighter running into a burning building. House to, to, I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not working in finance, managing millions of dollars for people. So I think to me, I have just felt like work is never hard because there's so much people that so many people that have jobs that to me seem so hard that I feel like I have it pretty good. And I don't go into work ever and feel like, wow, my life is really hard right now. Doesn't that mean though, logically, shouldn't that mean that you have found a job you're perfectly suited for if you are given more and more responsibilities in it? Because when I met you before you, you worked on the morning show in morning, you know, TV news, the crazy hours, your regular nine to five job. When I met you, you were signing off on deals and contracts that were worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, right? Yeah. Like the, you're not working in finance, like you're not transferring money back and forth, but had you screwed something up, people that employed you could have been out a hundred grand or 500 grand or 50 or grand been sued or, or gotten sued yeah. or, or showed up to do a concert and found an, another band that they didn't sign off on there also going, yeah, it was in the fine print. Like you did that in your twenties. That's a big deal. Yeah. I just can't, I, you know, I, maybe it is imposter, imposter syndrome. I can't take credit for that. Cause I feel like there's a team of people that do it. Someone taught me how to do it. So it was, I was just following what someone else told me to do. But the, this is me arguing also against myself, but couldn't it be said that there is a doctor somewhere or a firefighter or any of those other occupations that you just named, right? Like, uh, uh, emergency room nurse who delivered a baby and restarted a heart in the same night, you know, like those people, wouldn't they be like, wouldn't, isn't it possible that they're going, gosh, I mean, I love my job, but I would, wouldn't it be great to work in music 
and hang out with, with rock bands and go backstage and get to go to different cities on a tour bus and think, I could never do that. Like, isn't it possible? I guess. I don't know. It's so hard to see yourself that way. It's so crazy. Anyway, so that's kind of what imposter syndrome is. And um, I did find something that kind of ties into it about how people work through imposter syndrome. And this is something that I actually sent to Jeff totally separately from this that I wanted to do as a segment. But I have come up with an idea and this has been validated in the articles that I was doing research on um, in the New York Times and also Fast Company. And um, I wanted to, and I was going to encourage myself to, on a weekly basis or just whenever it happens or whatever, keep a physical notebook. And anytime something goes well or I do something right because of me, I write it down like successes. So, cause I think I was just thinking about review time and how we look at our successes for the year and you pick out like one or two things. But the reality is we all do pretty incredible things on a weekly, sometimes a daily basis. And we never give ourselves credit for that. So what if Jeff, you included, we all, every, you mean everybody listening, in, everyone listening in their job, no matter where you are on the totem pole of your job, does not matter. You have done something in recent memory that's noteworthy and the and, and I know why you want to write it down because in six months you'll forget it. You will 1000% forget it. So you keep a notebook. And then when you do something that is successful, instead of just saying, oh, that was really cool and totally forgetting about it, write it down. So especially on the bad days or when you feel like you don't deserve the promotion, you don't deserve to be paid for your work, you don't um, deserve to even talk about your success or you have to say, well, it wasn't all me or anything like that. Go look at that book and see how full it is of things that you've done and give yourself the validation. So I'm going to start doing that. You want to hear something ridiculous is an extension of what you just said. Something absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. You told us, and it was validated by upsiders who listen to the show within the past week that you have a journal of crappy X stuff that you go through I do. that you go through if you start to feel like maybe it wasn't that bad or you need a reminder of how you became the person you are and you go review that. So you have a journal of negative stuff that other people did to you, but you don't have a journal of positive stuff that you did for yourself. Touche, Jeff Dollar. Think Touche. About, think about the insanity of that. And and also- It is. That's ridiculous. I think it's good for, for psychology, but I can't tell you how many times I would go in and have to sit down with a boss and not have any record of going above and beyond. Like I would remember the huge things. Right. But the little stuff, I mean, and the little stuff is what adds up to big stuff. So I was thinking about that right around review time. I'm like, I got to do that. And now that we've read this, I'm like, oh, well, it's extra important that I do this because I also need some self-validation. I need to stop downplaying myself and my strengths and my successes. Yeah. You go, girl. All of us. Me go, girl, too. You go, girl. All of us. Go, girl. All right. I While we're talking about work stuff, this is going to be an easy transition because I read, I love our Facebook group. I love our whole Upsider community. Uh, but the Facebook group is is so cool. And if you're not a part of it, um, just go to facebook.com slash groups 
slash Callie and Jeff. And there we are. I want to say something about the Facebook group, because I know there's going to be one or two people that are like, well, I've seen something in there that I didn't like or whatever. We have 15,000, 15,000 might be 16,000 by now. We have a lot of members, people in the Facebook group and T-Bird does a great job of moderating. However, we cannot catch every single thing. And sometimes some people slip in there that shouldn't either shouldn't be in there or they're posting something that's, in a, something that's inappropriate. We rely on you to self-report. So if you see something that you don't feel like is positive or contributes to the community, like we need your help in policing that stuff. And you don't have to say a word. You just hit report. It'll send it straight to T-Bird and she can have it taken down. But I think that's important to say. She checks that, by the way, her Facebook email inbox or whatever, she checks it probably at least three times every day. I mean, she checks it before she goes to bed at night, checks it when she gets up in the morning, and she's on it at least once She or checks twice. the reported thing, and I think she checks it like 15 times a day, but you can- I know, um, I was giving her some leeway though, so if people- <laughs> Oh yeah, okay, so give, give T-Bird a little grace, um, but you can also- I reported this four minutes ago, why is it still there? <laughs> T-Bird's fired. Um, but you can also email her T-Bird at CallieandJeff.com, and, and she can, we really want it to be a safe environment. It just takes a second, and I think 98 5% of the stuff is so great, but we still have to work on creating the community that we want to have. And I've done that with my Instagram account, which is kind of what we're modeling it off of. And I have for two years monitored my Instagram messages, my comments, everything. And I have eliminated people that cannot be in my space because they don't, the energy is bad and they're gone. And it was a zero tolerance policy. So we're working on that with our Facebook group too, but it's so great. And there's so many amazing stories that come out of that. No trolls though. Here's one of the amazing stories. And I don't know why this one just hit me and put a big old smile on my face. Uh, but this is exactly why this Facebook group exists. A woman named Nikki Jones, who is an upsider from Raleigh, North Carolina wrote, a month ago, I posted, well, actually, I cut the top part off, but she first apologized for the length of the post. She's <laughs> like, I'm so sorry, it's going to be a long post. But a month ago, I posted a last minute question on this page asking for help with a job interview I was going to be having the next afternoon. I was not at all surprised by the outpouring of support y'all showed in your interview tips, dress suggestions, and just sending good wishes that I have a good interview. I wasn't surprised because that's what this community does. And I knew when I posted the request, I was going to the best place possible. So she, um, I remember her post, mm -hmm. like, I don't think I said anything on it, but I remember scrolling by it and seeing all the people who had just advice, but also who worked in like HR, mm -hmm. who had suggestions on what she should wear and how she should, you know, uh, answer the trick questions, all that stuff. So she continues the end result. I got the job after a grueling interview, a background check and drug testing. I'm happy you report. I have my orientation today. My official day is tomorrow. First official day is tomorrow. And the position that I got is one of my favorite things to do. And I'm at the number two hospital system in the entire state of North Carolina. I no longer have to work two jobs to make ends meet. And I will now have my evenings free to spend with my friends, my family, and my congregation. That's awesome. There are not enough words to begin to thank you all for your help. Callie and Jeff, I know you're aware of the good that has come from your podcast and this Facebook page, but from the bottom of my heart, I'm grateful 
for you and this entire incredible family, love that word, for helping me look at life differently and giving me the courage to go for my dream. Thank you again, fellow upsider, Nikki Jones, Raleigh. I love that. And I love that that is a, to me, that's the definition of community. It's somebody going into something unknown, leaving a little encouragement, and then people that don't know each other and basically have little to nothing in common, I would guess, um, come together and are like, hey, I happen to work in HR, and here's what I can teach you from an HR perspective. And someone else jumps in and is like, hey, I got a job last month, and here's what kind of questions they asked me, so you might be prepared. And people just jump in and are willing to help, and that's the definition of community, and I love that. Let's do more of that. You know what? But, um, I, I, what I want to do, um, and I, and I just have to talk to him, but did you meet Steve Donovan's friend at the Aurora theater? No. Keith is his name. Uh -uh. This guy moves from Boston to Atlanta a year ago and he wants to work in entertainment, Mm -hmm. right? I think his dream is Tyler Perry studios. But he he wants to work in entertainment and acting and 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 whatnot. And so he came to Atlanta because of their scene. Mm-hmm. In his first week or two here, and he's our age, dude has a massive stroke. So he's here Ugh. alone. And I think he moved down, I think he moved down with his husband, but it's just but nobody out like came down for his future. Mm-hmm. And is just now getting like is rehabbed is good. Oh. He's out like what his, his trip to the Aurora theater to, to see Steve do comedy and come to the comedy show Valentine's mm-hmm. weekend, one of his first times out. And he's like, I need help with my resume because or I need help getting a job because everybody looks at my resume and it's like, you moved to Atlanta, you've done nothing for a year. Like what's up. So I want him to get in our Facebook group, post that up. And I think we can find him not only a job to help pay the bills, but something in his genre that's going to move him in his, the entertainment direction he came to Atlanta for. Well, I think it's not about finding a job so much as it is about how you can craft a resume like that. That'll make you stand out so much by saying, yeah, basically like putting something non-traditional on a resume. Be like, yeah, I haven't worked in a year, but I had a stroke. Yeah. My work has been rehab, busting my butt, learning the value of perseverance. And you know what I mean? Like, so I don't think it's like, hey, yeah, you know, Facebook group helped me find a job. But like, hey, how do I craft my resume to be in my favor when I haven't worked in a year? Yeah. So I am. This is like a pet project for me. I am determined to help this guy. Uh, get his footing in Atlanta after he moved down here to chase his dream. Something else in our Facebook group is that people post really cool stories and somebody posted this article and it's actually kind of an old article, but I, it's the first time I had seen it. So I really love it. There is a hotel in Mississippi that has a foster dog program through the hotel with the humane society. If you're staying there, you can hang out with the foster dogs. Yes. So basically it's kind of like an extended stay kind of place. So it's not something where people are usually staying for one night. They're usually staying for weeks or months at a time. And, um, the, owner of the hotel or whoever manages it partner with the humane society. So if while you're staying there, you want a companion, they'll bring a dog so you can foster it. And then if you connect with the dog, then you can adopt it. And when you leave, you take the dog with them. But if not, then you just are a foster temporarily while you're there. So if you have to go to this town for a month for work, 
and you miss your family and miss your dog, you can loan a dog from the Humane Society. Yep. It is the Home Two Suites by Hilton, Biloxi, North. I want to I'm go- not even going to try to say the last word. I almost want to go to Biloxi just to stay there. I know, right? Stay with the doggies. That's how, uh, that's the story of our um, Lily. We oh got- yeah, that is the story of Lily. Well, kind of the story of Lily. Same idea though. We got Lily um, when we were on vacation in Turks and Caicos and there's a place, a rescue down there called Pot Cake Place. Now a pot cake is something that we didn't know about really until we were down there, but pretty much they call the street dogs down there pot cakes because people take their, you know, whatever they're cooking in their pots and pans. And then the cake around the pot, the pot cake, they put outside for the wild dogs to eat and and get food and stuff like that. But it's actually a really, really serious problem in a lot of the Caribbean islands. So this woman started a rescue to not only spay and neuter the dogs down there, but to try to find them homes in other countries. And I was thinking when we went to this rescue, like, oh, that's so cute. I What does she adopt out? Like 20 dogs a year or something like that? Uh, she was like, yeah, about 600 puppies a year. And we've got one of them from the year. We do. What year was it? Was it 2015? No, 2016. 2017. No, because we had Lily, we got Lily when we were engaged. So 2016. Yeah. So 2016 is when Lily uh, went to the beach with us for a couple hours and then uh, came home with us on a Delta flight the next day. And their philosophy is basically kind of the same thing as the hotel. It's like you can go to the rescue take out a dog for a day. Jeff jokes around that it's like checking out a library book. And then um, it socializes the dogs and a lot of people with kids take them out. So they get all sorts of different experiences. And then if you like the dog, maybe you take it home. And if not, the dog got some socialization, but we just couldn't give Lily back because she's so cute. If you have been considering therapy, maybe you've never been, or maybe you went years ago and you know you should be going back, BetterHelp could be the solution for you. Time is precious. You might not have the time right now to stop your day and get into a therapist's office for an hour and then get back to work or school or whatever it is you're doing. How about the convenience of a therapist right from the comfort of your own home? or your car in the parking lot at work, or wherever you happen to be. That's what BetterHelp does. You can text, chat, talk on the phone, or video chat with one of 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists available across all 50 states. They've got broad expertise uh, amongst the 3,000 of them, so you will find somebody who specializes in what you need. And if you don't know what you need, you can get started today at betterhelp.com upside with a questionnaire. It helps them assess your needs and pair you with a counselor you love. You also get 10% off if you use the discount code upside. So that's betterhelp.com slash upside and 10% off using the promo code upside when you check out. There is so much to love about Rothy's shoes. And let me tell you a couple things that I personally love about them. One is the sustainability. They use water bottles from landfills to make the shoes. So they have diverted over 35 million water bottles from trash to your shoes. And you would never know. They are so comfortable. I wear mine all the time, almost every day, actually. They also own and operate their own manufacturing workshop. So sustainability is really, really important to them. And they ship their shoes in this, um, 
shoebox without all this unnecessary packaging that also contributes to things that harm the earth. So you can really feel good about this purchase when you make them. They have a ton of different styles. I personally love the loafer style. That's my favorite. And I also saw that they just launched a brand new uh, pointed toe flat with a bow that ties on top. So cute. I love those too. I can't wait to get my hands on one of a pair of those. Go to rothys.com slash upside to get your new favorite flats. Head to rothys.com slash upside today. Very excited to welcome Liquid IV to the Upside family this week. They're a brand new advertiser and they're an easy, healthy fix for winter dehydration. Did you know that was even a thing? Probably not because dehydration, you're thinking, oh, it's going to be hot. I'm sweating. I'm not drinking enough. So uh, I, I'm all dried up. No, it happens in the winter too. Just look at your skin. You have dry skin because of this crappy weather. Well, that's dehydration and liquid IV puts three times the hydration in one serving of water. You can get up to three times the liquid delivered into your system because they use glucose and potassium and other ingredients in order to deliver that water directly into your body. Plus, you get added bonus vitamin C, B vitamins. You get a little energy boost there as well. Plus, they donate to people who need hydration like Haiti, Uganda, Puerto Rico, and Nepal with every single purchase. Get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 25% off anything at liquidiv.com, promo code UPSIDE when you check out. We talked a little bit about how I sound like a bitter buddy today, how I might have to break up with my pharmacy. I think I'm going to have to break up with next door. <laughs> Why are you too? Are you too into everybody's business? No. Okay. So here's the problem. So a lot of people, when I first got on next door, were telling me, oh my gosh, I loved next door. And then I had to get off of it because it was so negative that it was seriously bothering me. Oh, people, people are too complaining and whiny. Well, and I was like, I can block out the negativity. And then I just thought the stuff that people were complaining about was like funny. Like, you know, why aren't there ordinances? that you can't blow your leaves before 10 a.m. on a Saturday or right. something like, you know what I mean? Like if that's your biggest problem, well done. Um, but so I thought it was like kind of cute or whatever. And the complaints on our neighborhood next door have been so mean spirited that I unsubscribed from all the emails. What's an example? Like what are people complaining about? Um, a lot of them are like drivers that they think are being rude, but they took a picture of the license plate and they're exploiting it on next door. Like who is this a-hole? And like they post pictures of the cars. Mm -hmm. They do. Yeah. Um, calling out teenagers for texting and driving. Someone saw someone texting and driving like this week and was like, I have the car, the make a model of the car. If your kid drives this car, message me and I'm going to tell you how horrible they were driving and how they were texting while they were driving. And to me, it's what? like, to me, that's like just next level complaints. Like I just don't enjoy being around, like hearing that kind of stuff. Like to me, like, okay, I get it. You're trying to police the neighborhood and make it quote unquote better, but everyone just fights all the time. I think you need to take that as a challenge and you need to start posting stuff in there like compliments. Jeff, I am only one person. <laughs> I'll help. How Our do I, whole neighborhood is negative. How do I? No, they're not. 
No, uh, our whole a lot of people on the next door app in our neighborhood are negative. I did see that one of our local politicians was on there raving about a restaurant in town, and that made me kind of happy. I want to. I want to get on there. How do I? Is it? Do I download the app and then just you download the app and then put our address in, and then it tells you what category or neighborhood yes. you're in. Okay. And I want to like if I'm out like walking the dog or something, I want to send compliments. I want to. I want to do like, oh, your front yard looks so good, or. Well, here's what I did to, oh, also, yeah, this is what I saw yesterday. So our area is traditionally like an area with a lot of old trees and like older houses. And of course they're like newer houses going in because it's just what happens sometimes. Okay. Uh -huh. So someone, I guess, saw a new housing development going up uh, and yelled at the builder and told them they were a tree killer and that we didn't want them in our neighborhood and our whole ha neighborhood hates them and the people that live there. And I'm like, that is so not nice. Like that is a mean thing to do. Um, that, and that so, poor builder, he didn't, he's just following. Right. Instructions. He's like, he doesn't whatever. And then like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem very like neighborhoody to be mad about everything. And if you hate our neighborhood, why are you living here? You know what I mean? Like our neighborhood is awesome. We I, have beautiful trees. We have a great park. We have um, families. We have, you know what I mean? Like we have small houses. We have big houses. We have people that have old people. We have we, young people. Uh, we have Cardi B. We have Cardi B. Cardi, okay? Cardi B used to live right down the street from us and she's still not that far away. So my dreams of a cookout with Cardi B and Offset still live on. It's a wonderful neighborhood and it's so cool and there's so many dogs. So I just was overtaken by negativity. So I made a step in the right direction. Cause I do think that next door is really valuable. You know, like when we stumble upon dogs that have gotten out or there's the powers out or, you know, I need to know something about the neighborhood. <laughs> Here's Callie's addiction to next door. We're driving in the car. I may have told the story before. So if you've heard it, I, I, think I, you did. I apologize, but we're driving and we see these two dogs, like super fluffy dogs, you know, a woman's walking them down the, down the road. And I go, Oh my gosh, look at those dogs are so pretty. And <laughs> Callie's like, Oh yeah, that's um, Max and Lola. Lola tends to get out a lot. She gets over the, <laughs> and, like knew what street she lived on, knew the last time that yeah. she got out and that Max um, really likes the UPS man because the UPS man brings treats. And I'm like, how do you, what? And she's yeah. like, yeah, it's, a, it's a next door. And that's the great part about next door. So here's what I did that I think is going to be like a good solution. So I don't have to leave next door altogether. I unsubscribed from the emails because I was literally getting alerts. So I'd look at my watch or my phone and it would be, I have a complaint about this. I'm mad about this. This stinks. This is horrible. Life is awful, whatever. And it just was really bringing me down. Um, so I unsubscribed from the emails, but I'm still a member of the app. So hopefully that will, you know control the influx of complaints. And what if everybody who is on Nextdoor or any sort of group communication thing, what if we all challenged ourselves to between now and the end of this week to leave like two compliments in that, like change. That's the whole mission of the upside is to teach other people to do the same, show the world yes. that positivity ripples can have an impact. So if everybody listening who had access to a group like that, just took the time out to, to pay one or two compliments, that might change the energy. Like what if one of those bitter Bettys who's mad about whatever she's mad about sees a compliment and it's about her yard. And then she thinks, oh, somebody in the neighborhood likes me. Well, I'm not going to take a picture of all the cars because 
because th- what if that was the person who complimented me? I would love, I love that. But then Maybe she, I'll start with baby steps because I'm scared that I'm going to get on and people are going to be like, that's a pointless post. And then I'll be, <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of our neighbors now. All right. Here are uh, my three random things for today. Uh, number one, if you're trying to lose weight, here is a suggestion. This was in Woman's World magazine. Eat your meals at the same place every day and don't vary that. Sit at your dining room table, sit in the break room at work, get away from the habit of eating in your car, eating at your desk, eating over the sink in the kitchen, because people tend to eat more if they don't make some sort of formal ritual around their dining. Huh. Interesting. I love that you're reading women's magazines, by the way. I get, a, I, <laughs> I, get I go through summaries of them and I don't even see where they come from. And as I was saying it out loud, I'm like, Callie's going to give me crap. For I totally am, but I love it. Continue. This is from USA Today. Okay. There you go. If you are listening to us in the great state of Oklahoma, check out this law, which I think is actually brilliant. If a resident of Oklahoma meets someone right after divorcing and wants to get married again, he or she has to wait six months unless you are getting remarried to your former spouse. Do you know anyone that's been remarried to their former spouse? Yeah, I do. I do too. I know a couple of people who have, uh, I I love that for some reason. What getting remarried to? Yeah, because it's kind of like okay, divorce. Like things are really low, but re- getting remarried is like a big. That's a big gesture. Like I don't know. I love. I love you know, a good remarried story. You know what a bigger gesture is? Not getting divorced in the first place. I think it's sweet. Uh, well, would you like to get divorced and then no. we'll get remarried and it'll be so sweet? No, I'm good. Just you know getting married and and being sweet. I don't think we have to get divorced to be sweet. Uh, I I think it's um, Andy Stanley who has a big church, one of those mega churches Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. And I think he advises people. It might be two years. It's at least one. Yes. He has kind of like a rule about that. At least one. But he's like, if you get divorced, don't get in, in a serious relationship again for a year or two, because you have got to find yourself and fall back in love with yourself before you can start, you know, don't pour mm-hmm. from an empty cup, all those things. So his, but in the state of Oklahoma, you legally can't for six months. And I want, I completely agree with that. Uh, and then my third random thing is, uh, this is from a veterinarian's research journal that sleeping with cats and sleeping with dogs are very different. Dogs who slept in their owner's bed disturb sleep nest less, disturb sleep less, and were associated with stronger feelings of comfort and security. But cats who slept in the owner's bed were di- as disruptive as a non-sleeping human and were associated with weaker feelings of comfort and security. You know what is funny? My parents' current cat sleeps on their face like every single night. <laughs> and apparently it doesn't move. It get their, gets their plops down, which is great. I was raised with cats. And I have never been able to sleep in the same bed with a cat, that a lazy cat. Like they always make noise, always like chasing. Like I remember my cat growing up used to like decide that the second we turned the lights out was their, their witching hour and like go chase stuff around the house and like, you know, get in the closets and eat the shoelaces. Aren't cats by nature nocturnal? Like don't they? I want to say that they are, but I don't know how I know that. I, people might just say that, 
I don't know. Um, anyways, but I, I find that to be true. Like our Lily is kind of disruptive, but literally Sadie, when she is passed out in a bed, Jeff was trying to move her two nights ago and she was like dead weight. Yeah. She has no interest. She lies down. <laughs> she is like a tiny drunk human. She her, head, her head hits the pillow. There's like kind of snores, you know, not aggressive there snores, are. but there's just the, and then, uh, and then like the next day she'll get up and she hasn't even moved. Like the bed's dented in the shape of her body. <laughs> Which is funny for our dogs because they don't do a whole lot, especially lately, because it's been raining so much. And the other night, it had been raining for like two days, and Jeff was trying to move her off the bed, and you would have thought that she had not slept yeah, in she, like 15 years. She just ran the, like the equivalent of a human marathon or something. <laughs> uh, today is Ash Wednesday, and if you're listening to this on February 26th, on the day it's released, um, so here is a friendly reminder to not say, hey, you got dirt on your forehead, to your Catholic friends which everybody's done. Do you know what that? Um, I don't really know why. I mean, I'm not Catholic, but I, you know, seen people and I know that. But without fail, people who aren't Catholic will say to somebody who's Catholic, hey, you got something on your head <laughs> and totally, but it's. Did eh. you practice? Like, did you guys do the whole Lent thing in your family? Jeff was raised Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Um, I think we would always give something up for Lent. My mom was the Catholic one. So up until I was like 12 or 13 was more hardcore stuff. But we also weren't super, super religious. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even tell you the significance of the ashes on the forehead, to be honest with you. I'm a bad Catholic. But I did know that it meant fried fish every Friday because you can't eat. <laughs> I love how that's where Jeff goes with it. Yes. The season of Lent for Jeff is 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 fish Friday. It's you get a dirty forehead and then you get fried fish on Friday because you're not allowed to eat meat during Lent on Fridays. Oh. On Fridays. Huh. I think hardcore Catholics actually don't eat meat at all, red meat at all. I think. I don't know. I don't why I don't know why I'm talking about religion. That's like you know like what's it what it's yeah. about. Yes. Um well anyways, yeah, that's today if you know someone that's honoring that, that is what that is about. And, um, I assume that you're not giving anything up for Lent considering you don't even know what it is. No, I know what it is. It's the 40 days between, uh, Good Friday and, and Easter. Easter. Yeah. Um, and that represents the 40 days that it took the Easter bunny and Jesus <laughs> to hide the eggs uh, around the holy it took them 40 days. The holy country. Yeah. Now, did they um, hide real eggs or were there plastic eggs back then? No, it was real eggs. Oh, okay. Stupid question. Now, did they dye them? Was there dye involved it with Jesus's eggs? It was, it was done differently because he could do, <laughs> it was like a miracle. So he was just like, eggs be dyed. And then they were all dyed because it was, that's the story of Easter. All right. Um, there you go. There's going to be some kids in the car that have a lot of questions after Jeff's explanation of Easter. Um, yeah, there you go, kids. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. I had to stop the show because my entire life I have said, flick off. And then once you guys started discussing it, I'm like, but is it flip off? I think it's flip off. And now I'm really perplexed and I need to know which it is. And 
here's a little tip. Yeah, I guess it was a 90s thing that people flicked people off. It's flicked in my head. But my mom taught me this, and she is definitely sassy, so it's even more ironic coming from her. But when somebody does something really naughty to her um, in kind of a road rage manner, she will pull up next to them and blow them kisses. <laughs> and it is amazing. And hopefully she doesn't cause that person to wreck because it perplexes them. <laughs> so instead of flicking or flipping, we should all be kissing. All right. Love you guys. Bye. If you struggle with stress with sleep, or with feeling like you don't have a ton of energy, CBD might be the thing for you to try. Okay. So CBD is everywhere, right? How do you know what you're getting? What's good? Well, we can tell you because we use hemp fusion that hemp fusion is great. Here's how they're different. Yeah, they have the CBD, but they also combine that with omegas and terpenes to make your body absorb it in the most efficient way. So you're really reaping the benefits of the product. You can go to hempfusion.com and enter the promo code UPSIDE for 20% off your first order plus free shipping. That's promo code UPSIDE at hempfusion.com. And again, that'll give you 20% off your first order and free shipping. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Adina. Today, I am grateful for my three healthy kids. And I was just listening to the podcast, and I heard someone start their message to you with what they were grateful for. And I thought, that's a great idea. And maybe that should be a rule or recommendation whenever people call is to very quickly start the call with saying what they're grateful for. Maybe that would make the voicemail messages too long, but I thought it was um, a really neat idea. Anyway, hope you guys have a great day. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Darcy from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I'm calling about the state song, and I know I'm a couple weeks behind on things, but I was catching up um, on episodes, and Ashley from Las Vegas is cracking me up because I grew up in Las Vegas, went to grade school there, and I definitely learned the same exact alphabetic state song as she did. Hope you guys are having a great day. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Heather. Uh, Callie, I just finished your pocket podcast about setting boundaries with negative people that you work with or you may be related to in regards to the people that like to gossip about other people. Uh, there's a quote that great minds talk about ideas, average minds talk about events, and small minds talk about other people. And if you find yourself in that trap of you know, talking about other people, it's a bad habit. Just think about it. Am I being small-minded? That really curbed that behavior for me. So now I try to focus on ideas and events and less about talking about other people. Anyway, have a great day. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Jeff and Callie. Uh, it's Sherry. I was just listening to the episode where you're talking about um, that you guys would like to take a road trip um, this summer and possibly go to Hilton Head. It is a great place to go. We've gone for several years. We love the food there, all the entertainment, things you can do, uh, the putt-putt places. There's just like, you can rent bikes. There's just a lot that you can do when you go to Hilton Head. So definitely consider it as an option. And I will talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Lisa down in West Palm. I had to pause the show because, uh, Jeff, you're talking about tortillas on Weight Watchers that are not a bajillion points before 9 a.m. 
Um, when I was doing Weight Watchers, I found a tortilla. I cannot remember how many points it was, but I know it was less than three because I was the same way. Um, and it is the Olay Extreme Wellness High Fiber Tortilla. They're very tasty. They don't taste nasty at all. And they were my go-to whenever I would want to have like a chicken roll-up or something like that. They're good. Check them out. Hey, guys. Keep it up. Bye. Hey, friends. I'm so excited about the um, cereal taste test. I heard the Thursday, uh, gosh, yesterday was Monday, Monday podcast, and, like, made myself not order any until I saw or heard the review. So I will go online today and buy some um, because I love cereal, but most of it's crap and I can't eat it. You guys keep doing an awesome job. I'm sharing it with all my friends, and have a great day. Bye. I'm truly thankful that we're all here. And if you just started your journey here, welcome aboard and enjoy the ride. No matter where you're at in life, be it a high or a low, it's always better when you're looking to it from the upside.